Today we'll be reviewing Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland. In the aftermath of the Neon Wars of 1992, out comes the Gnarly Age. See you there. Woo! Everybody's having a great time. Spring is sprung and convention season is getting into full swing. So I hope you're out there meeting some artists, getting some games in, having a great time. I currently am stuck in one spot. So instead of moping and whining, I've decided to take advantage of this. I have access to my drawing pad. So I've wanted to draw and I'm going to take this time to learn. In the meantime, I'll be doing some coloring for people, or just randomly because I can. If you want to keep up with that, make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, so you can see what I've been doing. For my drawing, I think I'm going to spend 30 days drawing Spidey and see what it looks like when I'm done. I'm going to try some techniques I see from Jim Lee and others. Also... Due to my being restricted down like I am, there's some online role-playing being set up on the Discord server. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you're joining the Discord so that you can role-play with us. Now on with the episode. Welcome to the Gnarly Age, where you're going to need a little bit of wit and a lot of brawn if you're going to make it in these wastelands. Let's get started with what we need for the game. So the game runs off the standard array of seven dice. If you play any role-playing game in the last two decades, you probably have used this set. The stats in this game start as follows. There's burliness. Let's see how big and brawny you are. There's prowess. Let's see how well balanced you are and if you can really do them jump flips you're saying you can. There's endurance. Just how much alcohol do you think you can drink? There's brains. Maybe you can think your way out of something. Maybe. There's attitude. That'll get you far. Or shot. One of the two. There's also sleaze for when you're really starting to get known outside of the main area. But none of those mean anything if you don't have the hairstyle to go with it. That's right. Your hairstyle in this game means a lot. Let's see here. What if you got the mountain man haircut? Well, now you can hide in a small object in your beard, but it's always dirty and full of crumbs, gaining plus two sleeves. You look like a hobo. That's right. Your hairstyle not only gives your character character, but also a small benefit for being awesome. 
having a mohawk or a sight hawk or a bull cut. But what classes can you play? Let's start with the very first one in the book. It's called a bruticorn. That's right. It's a bicorn. Not a unicorn. No, it's a bicorn. Because why have one horn when you can have two? And a shotgun. Yes, it is a bipedal bicorn with a leather jacket in the book. Some of its abilities are doesn't skip leg day. Due to your ancestry and biological makeup, the Bruticorn packs some serious leg power. So a Bruticorn can also use some magic. One of its uh, attacks is called the Chat Attack. Bruticorn tosses insults and gives a target he can see within range the middle finger. This barrage of explosives and vulgar ingesters rages their target, and they take negative two of their AC until the start of the Bruticorn's next spell. That's right, you can be a unicorn. No, I mean bicorn. And you're the tank. Maybe being a bicorn isn't your thing. You can be a dual-wielding cosmic dust, juiced-out cosmic barbarian. Lord Randy be praised. They are the two-weapons-smash-all-the-things uh, class. Or maybe you want to play something a little more futuristic. You can play a cyber skin. That would be the Reagan 2000 model. It's somewhere between a T-800 from Terminator with Ronald Reagan's skin. And then you can say, I'll be back. The cool advantage of them is they're, they can be augmented. They don't take hit points. They take damage to locations. Maybe none of those are your flavor. Maybe you should check out a Heather. So young, so bad, so what? For them, take your young punk female character, give them all the guns, all the knives, all the swords, and the ability to track anybody down, and now you have a Heather. And there are many more classes. Some heavy plate bad guys, some heavy plate really good guys, you got some ninja-looking guys. You have hackers and war wizards. And a couple of alien races in here, too. They're all playable in this game. So one of the more unique mechanical parts of the game is to the max. This is when you crit, you're going to roll d20 again, and then things will happen based on your class. Let's look at the brood corn for a second. So say you roll your 20, and then you roll another 20. Well, that's a magical shotgun blast of radiant explosiveness. The mythical meets the machine, and your bicorn glows until it blasts pure magical energy into the attack, dealing 1d20 spillover damage. That's splash damage in other languages. Anything that dies from this attack explodes in glitter. You got a mutant that's bugging you? Turn it into a glitter parade. 
looking at the Heather's Max chart. On a roll of 20 there, it's, Dear Diary, my teen angst has a body count. No one is safe from your wrath as you systematically deal double damage to the target and the next closest enemy to him and the next one as well. And you guessed it, the next one after that. Until all enemies within 20 feet of the first target have been dealt that DD double damage. The last unique mechanic we're going to cover is the Sleaze stat. And this is like a reputation stat for out in the wastelands or in any of the major cities. In the cities, it could be a negative, depending on who you're talking to. But in the wastelands, it can be meaning you're moving more towards a warlord. Think of Immortan Joe as having a very high Sleaze stat. Okay, so when we return, we're going to cover the most important part of any role-playing game, and that is the theme. That is where the story actually comes from. That is why everything is the way it is. Let me tell you a tale of the history of Terex. In the time before time, the flesh gods, those much like us, held what they believed was all the power. But their self-delusion and ego crushed them in the Neon Wars. In the culmination of the Neon Wars, the Freedom Eagles... First, the Red Gremlin behind his Iron Curtain. And then the Neon Bomb was released. And blew all the flesh gods the kingdom come. But out of the Dark Ages, after the Neon Bomb, a brave warrior rose. And he had a continuous stream of valor, even in Vietnam too. The Revenge. This was, of course... Lord Randy, woo brother! And he still watches over us today. Also during this time, with the use of chaos weapons and the neon bombs, Atlantis and the city of Ryla arose from the sea once again after a million years of dormancy. And the priests of Cthulhu have returned. Luckily, Lord Randy was there and he went toe-to-toe, corner-to-corner against Cthulhu. And he body-slammed him directly into his city and sank that city back into the ocean where it belongs. After this, a race came from a far distant planet of Luxor 777. They called themselves the Dwarflings. They are squat people, but they needed a home, so they now call Neoterex their home. The next came Terrorex and the Technolich. As chaos consumes the world, it infuses with our technology, and we end up with cyber zombies. Luckily for us, the Action Extreme team rose to the challenge, and though it was a long, grueling war, they came out on top. 
entering us into the gnarly age. It's been a hundred years since this happened, and the time of the adventure has started. Will you be one of them, daring enough to go out into the wastelands to collect up whatever treasure and fame you can get your hands on? Okay, well let's check out the map and some uh, points of interest here, what we got. So, the main city is Detroit Prime. You ever watch Dread? That's Detroit Prime. That whole mega city. Then there's Nueva Angeles. California might have fallen off and there might be a huge chasm between the mainland and there. That city's still there, of course. And then there's the Kingdom of Miami. Miami basically took over all of Florida, then became the land of wonder. Fantasyland in the south. Though it sits awfully close to Atlantis. Maybe you should take a trip over to Fireball Island and see Frogtrown. We interrupt this regularly scheduled program to bring you the number one TV show, 30 Years of Running. Down on your luck? Brave? Want to face some danger? But maybe get that one-way ticket into the presidential pleasure zone? Well, we got the show for you. Sign up now for Escape the Murder Maze. New to adventuring? Need a place to go? We got an adventure for you. You should go check out the Mall of America. The Crazy America Titans Mega Dungeon. And we'll be back after words from further sponsors. So first, I'd like to thank Brian Shutter for all the work he put into this and everybody that worked with him to help make this into a great game. It's a lot of work, and they've done a lot, and I've barely even scratched the surface of all the things that are inside the book, and just the main book, and they have some other books coming out for this, so that the whole story is expanding continuously. I had not settled on a post-apocalyptic world to roleplay in. I mean, there's Fallout, but that's a little too generic and too serious for my taste, which Makes sense seeing how it's based on a electronic IP and they have to keep their branding a certain way because they're making all the visual stuff to go with it. So I can play Fallout within the confines of Neon Lords. That is what makes for a great role playing game is that when a role playing game has enough flavor that it, it gives you inspiration. But it's not so restrictive that you can't just play what you want to play within the system. Inside of what they have created for the world. And that is one thing that Neon Lords has done very well. They have touched base on all of the post-apocalyptic world styles. And you can play any of them. If you want to play in a mega city and basically play a mutant full mega city cyberpunk style game 
entirely possible in this. You want to play a Mad Max style game where you're driving around the wastelands collecting things or trying to survive. You can play it here. If you want to play like Fallout where you're emerging out of a bunker hundreds of years later into this world, you could do that too. It even has references to the old gods in Cthulhu. So you can play those kind of horror games. It has a fantasy land, so you can play a D&D-like game as well. So this is a very well-thought-out world, and that's what makes it for a great game. It uses the D20 system, which is great because now you're not trying to learn a whole new system and a new world. All you have to think about is the world and the role-playing, and that is the best way of having a game. The writing in this book is amazing and hilarious. And the themes are just complete fanboy service, which makes it a lot of fun. And that's what a game should be, is fun. Some of these games are taking themselves far too seriously. And we know that a role-playing group doesn't take a game as seriously as the setting may. This setting is brutal and hilarious all at the same time and that's what makes it great the artwork is great it's a little bit more old school but with a neon flash to it and it's very unique you're not going to catch this kind of artwork in a whole lot of other places very few other companies would even touch it because now it's all digital standard and this feels more like a, uh, a traditional media pens and Markers and that style. Overall, this game is going to become one of my mainstays. If I want to play a post-apocalyptic world, this is the game that I'll be playing from now on. I recommend you check it out. You can find these guys at Facebook, Neon Lords RPG. You can look them up on the web. They have a website. They have... Twitch channel where they're playing constantly if you want to check out a game session. I'll link all this below. So if you want to keep up with what's going on, make sure you follow on Facebook, join the Discord server, which we'll be having games of Neon Lords there, hopefully with Brian Shutter, so you probably should join. And then check me out on YouTube. Check me out on every social media platform. That's where I'll put all the links in the description. So you can check us out there. And you need to try Neon Lords RPG. It most likely will replace your post-apocalyptic setting as well.